What's up, everybody? Welcome to our podcast, Couldn't Make This Up If I Tried. I'm La Chancla. And this is Yesi. We are two first-gen Latinas. Chismeando about mental health and wellness. Keeping it lighthearted while, while keeping, keeping it real. On this episode, we're going back to school. Everyone, all of us, if you're not going back, you know someone who's going back. So we are covering as much as we can from our perspective. Oh, you know, it's going. We're, um, I feel like we're on the same level. We were kind of talking before we started recording and we are dying. I'm recording in my room because that's where it goes down right now. <laughs> and I'm recording in my living room and it just feels like a sauna. Yeah, basically. I'm giving a free, like, steam facial. <laughs> you, you're glowing. <laughs> you know like what they say like i'm not sweating i'm glowing that's what it I'm is glowing. yeah but other than other than that how are you i've been good um it's good to be back i know you guys probably are like wondering like where the heck have these ladies been uh it's just been busy it's been busy i think on on my end summer just ended for us right so, like, really trying to be more intentional about, like, being in the moment and enjoying time with our friends, with our family. Um, so, that's where I've been. I haven't done, like, anything super special. How about you, Chandla? Kind of the same. I feel like after we recorded our last episode, not not that in particular, but I just, you know, I never really stopped working, I feel like, this year. And I know that, like, people who work a regular all-year-round job are gonna probably be like what do you mean but I think like when you work either like in this system like those three months that we get are so nice to just like recharge because we have to be on at all times in our positions and like I didn't get that this summer and so I feel like extra tired and I feel like I just kind of went from working to like working but it's like you have to it's hard to explain the way that I want to but especially right the way things are right now it's like spinning around in my chair and being in my room and then spinning around again and then it's like my office so I I have been working on my room a lot since we last recorded so I sent yes I sent Yessi some pictures and so I redid my space I had talked to her about wanting to move out but um realistically I feel like right now it just probably isn't the smartest idea so I'm gonna be with my roommates my parents and my brother (laughs) for a little while longer um but I mean it it comes on like the reality of the pandemic right I mean I I think um we were just talking a little bit um about it earlier how um, it's just like almost like feeling for me at least like feeling almost lazy to do a lot of things like finding the motivation to get going and you know, like doing like really cool things that I have planned for the summer didn't really quite happen. But I think part of it, it was just the exhaustion, like exhaustion, yeah, I said right, <laughs> of, um, of just life in general. Uh, I mean, there was so many things that are happening right now anyway, still, um, that it feels like the world's on fire, essentially. Um, and I think it just kind of really does honestly take a toll on your emotional and mental health. And, um, you know, I think for our like a lot of people that may be feeling on the same boat. Uh, we feel you, we hear you, and it's okay to kind of like take some time to just take care of yourself. Um, I feel like 
I definitely have learned a lot more about that and to really listen to myself and what I need um, and being okay to sometimes like maybe disappoint people and not like, you know, like you have all these plans that you want to do and, and, you know, the reality sometimes is just like, you know what, like, I'm not going to be able to do that and being okay with saying no, which is so hard. And, and I don't know if it was like a cultural thing. Um, it might be because I feel like sometimes like my parents always taught me, like taught me to be like really flexible. And if I already committed to something to follow through with it, but then at, in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, but it, or yeah. And I also need to take care of myself and my mental health and, and really listen to my needs. So yeah, it's it's been kind of like a different summer for sure. I'm just over here like, yes, girl. Because <laughs> to add to that, I was thinking and I was going to say that. And I actually feel like I think about you a lot when I think of this particular piece of it is just like not feeling bad. You know, the guilt that you feel for like, I'm not doing enough or I'm not going hard enough, but you're just, you're exhausted. Everybody is exhausted right now, whether you like take the time to stop and acknowledge it or like you're just kind of going, but I, I know everybody's feeling it, you know, and even in conversations I have with other friends and family, I think like partway through the conversation, they're like, oh my God, I am so tired. And I didn't even realize it. And it's just because there, we have, it's like not only, um, are we in this to quote Amanda Seals again, explosion of consciousness, but like you're the world is literally on fire. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of that does take a toll and don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty. Fight it. Fight that guilt. Like you take your break. You do what you have to do to recharge. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like, um, you know, like I have like different like circumstances where like my friends were like, Hey, we should hang out. We should do this. We should do that. And I was like, gone whole about it. Like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're gonna hang out. And then, like, the day would come and I was like, oh, man, I don't really feel like going anywhere. I just want to, like, chill and watch Netflix or, like, study for my my exam or, you know, like, just, like, not do anything. And I would feel bad because I was like, plans will sort of fall through. And I was really hard on myself. But essentially, I was just like, you know what? Like, it's okay. Like, I think they'll understand. And they, they know that, you know, maybe, like, I'm just, like, not feeling like doing that today. And... And sometimes they would be like, come on, let's just go. And I was like, all right. And I would go and I would have a good time. And I was like, okay, well, that wasn't too bad. So sometimes you have to push yourself, right, a little bit. But also, like, again, like, really listening to yourself. And, and like Sandra said, like, not feeling guilty about it. And having and learning to have a good balance with that. Because um, I think in life, we just have to learn to have and create a good balance between our personal life, between our mental health, between our emotional health, and, like, also, like, what others are expecting of us as well. So, yeah. And on that note, we're back to school. Ooh, kind of. <laughs> I, although, like, it feels so much different this year, right? I think uh, you started last week, right? Was it or was it last uh, week? It's gonna be a month, actually, coming up soon. I started on the seventeenth, okay. so. But it was slow, you know, it was slow in the beginning. But now that all y'all back, you know, we're like in the full, full swing of it. So a lot of Zooms. (laughs) And here we are. What what Zoom number are you right now? (laughs) What is what number Zoom is this for you? Um, Today? Yeah. Um, It's like, I think five or six. Oh, no, girl, you took me out. I'm on my, this is my third Zoom of the day. <laughs> but I got to go to campus today. That was nice. It was, I've been able to, I think, 
because of the nature of my job uh, here and there and just things that we have to do like um, book returns and all that I've been able to go so that's been nice to get out of this house and not be you know in my in my living room or in my room working but uh, yeah it was cool it was cool to go and um, see a couple people see a couple humans um, Mm -hmm. interact with them (laughs) I think like definitely this year, our interactions with our colleagues are just going to be so much more different. Um, I think um, I was telling you like this morning we were like in our Zooms, like basically to just talk about schedules and what next year is going to look like. And I think the consensus that everybody was there was just like frustration. And um, I think there is a lot of uh, fears around the uncertainty of what this year is going to bring. Um, I think specifically because we work with the population that's so like highly impacted um, by a lot of things. Um, and I mean, I know you firsthand have seen a lot of that and probably are in contact with families as they're trying to navigate um, the, the system, right? Um, and they themselves are also trying to navigate things back at home. Um, so it's definitely been, I, I mean, I feel like it's, we're in day three, or at least for me, <laughs> I'm on day three. And I'm already like so exhausted. I think like the first day we intentionally were gonna like try to record on Monday and mm. I was like emotionally drained. Um, I think I was physically here, but like my mind was just like checked out because it was just so much mm. information that was thrown at us. Um, so many like scenarios of the what ifs because right now uh, there's still a lot of like things up in the air. So nothing is like set in stone. And I don't think anything is going to be set in stone this year um, because I feel like every day things are changing. We're getting like different messaging from the district. And part of it is not their fault. I think right. it, it's a lot of has to do like, you know, the unions are involved. Um, obviously like the mandates from the governor and then the mandates from like, you know, Interim president, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> that one fool. <laughs> yeah, that one got into the White House. Yeah. Um, oh but, you know, <laughs> I think there's just so much going on. And I mean, like, when we talk about systems and inequities within the systems, this is like a perfect scenario, like a, a perfect example of it. Um, and, you know, I think there's just a lot that's going to happen within the next couple of weeks. And, I, and again, I'm sure you've seen it a little a lot more than I have firsthand because you started working a little bit earlier than I did. Uh, but it's going to be one doozy of a year. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that in my position too is, is what I do see is a lot of that. And um, my coworker and I that work together, we were talking about how um, it's, it's hard because we just have to kind of keep giving that messaging to our families. Like, Hey, you know, right now we we know as much as we're telling you um i don't you know we don't want you to think that we're one of our administrators today used the word fun. he's like we don't want anybody to think it's funny business this is really just how it's going down because of all those things you mentioned you know there are so many things this year that are going to be out of our hands that i think um people who aren't working on this or in in this are just you know or that are like privy to the way that it's working are gonna have a lot to say and I think that um that like you were saying how you were drained like that um on Monday I I'm glad we did postpone that because I ended up working late but we were kind of talking about how like um 
and we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but just the how vilified people, you know, in in working in schools have have become everywhere, you know, just because it's like because there's such a separation, like it's pretty much like whatever your state is doing since that fool in the White House isn't really like giving anybody direction and it's like left to everybody's every state's own devices like one thing I think that I'm super thankful for where we work is that um, even though I know it's a strain on certain families uh, we're doing what we can district level to support them like as far as like all hands on deck and like I know that a lot of parents were worried about their kids going back to like a building or like our teachers being worried about being back in a building. And I'm just glad that we're all kind of on the same boat where we won't have to be in the building and it's going to be hard on every single one of us, but you know, we're, we're trying to make it happen. And, and I'm also grateful for, you know, how you see all those stories right now about the kids that don't have Wi-Fi, the kids that don't have computers you know I was I was talking about that today where I was like I know that no place is perfect nobody's gonna get this right because we none of us have ever been you know in or experienced a pandemic so um everybody's kind of doing what they can with, with what they have and I feel like we're fortunate that as long as we are able to get in touch with the family, if they don't have Wi-Fi, if they don't have a Chromebook, like we're able to do that, you know. And I've seen at least firsthand um, our staff uh, at our school, you know, be go above and beyond where they'll volunteer to be like, hey, if this kid needs this, I will drop it off on my way here. You know, no contact, things like that. You know, like people are really coming together. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh how we all kind of go into this uh flow of newness because it's all brand new (laughs) for sure I think um I totally agree with everything that you said um you know part of it I think we also need to like give some grace to teachers um because you're right I feel like they you know I remember like at the beginning of the pandemic everybody was like oh my gosh like hats off to teachers I can't believe what they do and you know like like really just like celebrating them. And then all of a sudden they were vilified, you know, by like news outlets, by like parents. And I mean, I can definitely understand the frustration. I'm not a parent and I can't like say like, you know, like that I know what it feels like to have a kiddo run around or like, you know, trying to stay focused or engaged. So I don't know what that is like. Uh, but I could definitely tell you like that on um, the teacher's ends, they're really trying their very, very best to try to be on top of things. Um, you know, like one of the conversations that we had in, in our group setting today when we we're talking about the fears and anxieties that teachers are feeling, like a lot of them were like, you know, like my priority, obviously it's education, but my number one priority is to making sure that the kids are going to be okay. Right, that making sure that we're addressing their emotional needs or mental need, mental health needs or like just like general needs, right? Uh, you know, like if a kid obviously um, can't show up to my classroom because they are working or they're the sole provider, I'm not going to hold that against them, but I'm willing to work with them, right? So I think it's it's those things that I think sometimes we forget that teachers are human too, and they're also dealing with their own struggles. I mean, a lot of our teachers have kids on their own of their own as well, um, that they're going to also have to be able to manage 
while I'm teaching, I have to make sure that my kiddo is also signing in and doing their work or, you know, I mean, there's like so many other struggles, I'm sure, like not just that. Um, so also like being graceful with them um, around that. Um, one of my friends who's a teacher had posted on her Instagram that I think like they started school about three weeks ago. And um, she's been working on her lesson plans or whatever, that she continues to show them on Instagram and what they look like, which I think is cool. Um, but then she shared like an email from a parent that she got. And it was an angry email saying like, I feel like you're not really doing much for my kid and you're not really being an effective teacher. And then she was like frustrated because she's like, I spend like every night creating like worksheets from scratch to make sure that my kids are really trying to understand the concept because I know it's hard for them to learn a concept while they're on Zoom versus me being there in person and doing the one-on-one. So like also for like, I know that sometimes like our anxieties or frustration can get the best of us. So always like really try to put that in the back of your mind. Like just as you're feeling frustrated or going through those things as a parent, like the teachers are also on their end, like, you know, going through their own frustrations. I mean, I was telling Sandra that I'm like, even with Zoom, right? <laughs> with yeah. Zoom so much. But like, even like trying to like work Zoom, like, oh, like, how do you do this again? And how do you do this again? So it's like, you know, like, you know, what I think you had said that, um, you know, like people that you have talked to, is just like feeling like they're going to year one of teaching again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can imagine <laughs> like what that would be like. And I feel like being like on the outside, but looking in, it's just like we all wear so many different hats. And similar to what you were saying about like that parent being so frustrated, uh, a teacher who, you know, doesn't have any kids of their own now is taking on, you know, that all of like feeling that worry and that anxiety for all of those kids in their uh, cohort or whatever they're like, whatever any school is doing this year. Um And I think that, you know, like, I see that at least where we're at right now is that everybody's just like, that, that is the priority is just making sure that like every, every child before education, like before your education, you're gonna, even if kids fall behind, they're gonna get it somewhere else. They're gonna get it. I don't think I really, that's just a personal belief of mine is that I don't believe that somebody will truly fall behind, especially under this circumstance and everybody being in fight or flight. Like right now, I think that definitely that piece of like taking care of each other is so important. And I just, you know, to your friend, just knowing, you know, that she has, you know, so many people who, who empathize, you know, not necessarily like, I can't feel what you feel, but I, I, I understand, I understand. And, and, you know, just, just, as long as you keep doing, you know, what you're doing and doing your best, because I know, you know, that all those worries trigger so many things and, and, you know, we're all going to have to be at our best even, or perform pretty much, even if we're not feeling, you know, a hundred or tip top, like we got to do it because we have to show up for each other in this time. Right. And I think also, like, if you're a parent and you're, like, feeling super frustrated, we totally hear you. I think, again, you know, like, I can't tell you, like, oh, like, I know what that feels Mm -hmm. like. I know, right? (laughs) But I could definitely empathize with you in in that aspect. And knowing that you don't have to, like, be perfect when it comes to that, I think, you know, teachers are trying to do their very best to, like, really show up every day and answer those questions that your kids may have. And, you know, um, 
the well, at least from what I I know from the teachers that we work with that they're doing the very best to like try to put the lessons to be as comprehensive as they as they can be in offering like times where kids can come in and do the one-on-one with teachers so like knowing that there are structures that are going to be put out there to support your kiddos and that again it's going to be evolving because maybe like it might work for a week but then maybe the following week it's not going to work so like everybody's really just trying to scramble and like really taking it a day by day and really trying to implement those things but we totally hear you guys I mean it's just a lot of like new things for everyone and we know that sometimes when we are trying new things they can feel scary they can feel overwhelming they can feel frustrating and also like you know like giving yourself some grace being kind to yourself not being hard on on your on you or hard on your kid and you know if you need to take a break you take a break right like trying to have a good balance with that because I, I know that the next couple of months are going to be like really, really hard, I think, for everyone. Yeah. Because so. even if, if you don't know anybody, everybody knows somebody that has something to do with a school or who's been affected by this these circumstances in whichever way they have been. And sometimes I feel like we get so, you know, if it, if and if I've like taken one thing from this year, it's that, we really are all in this together and I'm laughing because we had a conversation about this like the other day I cannot say that without you know in my head playing high school together (laughs) we just had a moment it was a moment um and then just like knowing that every everything you know everything affects everything it doesn't make sense or it sounds like I'm just rambling and saying gibberish, but it really does. And um, I think that all the energy that we put out, like right now, the energy is funky, like not, you know, not to, you know, maybe not trying to say that it's negative, but it's funky because everybody's feeling something else and whatever they're feeling, it's like really extreme, you know, extreme happiness, extreme stress, extreme everything. Um, so we're all <laughs> at the end of the spectrum or you're at the end. <laughs> yeah you know there's like no in between right now none um and so you know in and in thinking about about that we were just kind of like laughing it off in one of our department meetings today about like we don't know and everybody's staring at each other at the screen and we're just like shrug it off like okay well if we don't know now we're gonna know eventually like mm-hmm. the clock is ticking and by that day you know that we start school like we're gonna have to do the best we can Mm -hmm. and um and even and and again I we had a conversation with somebody else where it's like you're gonna have to wear all kinds of hats you've never had to wear before and step into roles that you've never had to step into before and you know I could you could easily be like this isn't in my job description but hey you know being a professional banana nut bread baker wasn't in my job description either (laughs) and girl look at me now I'm like 20 loaves in probably 20 pounds too, but you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> but it, it's, it's your resume, right? Yes. You know, we're all, we're all gaining as much as we're maker. losing um, coffee maker, bread maker. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to make? I don't got you. <laughs> A sandwich maker. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'll bring it back. <laughs> um, 
we did ask a couple weeks ago now um some of our followers on like our personal pages um for kind of just like their feels like what what do you think like whether you're a, stu- a student a parent a teacher an educator in the system not in the system what are your thoughts and I think Yessie and I were actually talking about that before we started. Very interestingly enough, in comparison to our previous poll, I, either people are just tired or they really are just like, I don't have anything to say. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like we got so many responses on like the life advice. And for this one, everybody's like, you know, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. I, you know, I don't, it's too much. It's too much. That was part of their self-care, right? Yeah. Like, you know what? I don't want to go there yet. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. So I'm not going to participate. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we appreciate you for honoring yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But we did get a few good ones. Um, So I'll read off. Let me see. I did the screenshot. The one that I did hear about while you're finding those, the one that I I did hear from, it was just um, people were just kind of like, how do I take care of myself? to make sure I don't become overwhelmed. And I think that's a great, great question. I think one of the things that I would say, if you can keep a routine, um, you know, like as you normally would on a normal school day, whether that is, I'm gonna get up early, I'm gonna make breakfast, I'm gonna, you know, like make sure I check in with my teacher or make sure that my son or my daughter um, logs into their, program where you can't well for us it's canvas but um, for everybody else like uh their program so they can check in with their teacher and i'm gonna put a schedule up in the refrigerator on like the days and times for classes when lunches and like maybe we need to go on a walk so just creating a simple routine is gonna be so so helpful because it'll help you um go back into that uh, work mode mentality or just like school mentality so that way you don't feel overwhelmed because sometimes what happens and I don't know if it happens to you guys but if I don't know what the heck I'm doing like on the day and I'm just like going on the fly then I become kind of like anxious about it because I'm like oh shoot I might have forgotten to do this or oh maybe I forgot to do that um so like just even creating a simple routine from like the time that you get up till the time that you go to bed and kind of like really just setting the intention for the day like you know, like I know that today is going to be like really, really hard or I'm going to might feel overwhelmed, but, you know, I'm going to try my very best today and I'm going to make sure that I at least include 10 minutes of like mindfulness or I'm going to go on a 10 minute walk or I'm going to take a really long shower because that helps me relax. So finding those things that can really help um, create that balance for you, I think it's going to be like really important. And like definitely um, like even doing the affirmations piece, like yeah, I got this, or um, I used to tell my students, write it in a little notepad or a little sticky note and then put them in your mirror, kind of like, you know, I know that I can do this, or today is going to be great, or today may be challenging, but I'm going to try my very best. So whatever it is that works for you, um, self-affirmations really, really just go a long way. And kind of like really reminding you, like, hey, it's okay. You know, like I got this. I know that things are hard, but I know that I'm going to try my best and my best is good enough today. Right. So those things are helpful. Yes. I like all of that. I think that's been the, the routine part's been the hardest part for many people, just because you, you are, you're shaking up. You go from, you know, go, go, go to, Oh, can't go anywhere, <laughs> you know, and things are starting to, which is, 
to me, it's wild, but if it's starting to feel eerily normal and it's like, whether, you know, whether, whatever, I, I, I guess to me, like the, the part that's confusing about it going like everything being like back to normal is because people are like talking about how like, oh, infection rates, like only this amount of people who have died. I'm like, right. But I think the part that we're missing is how, how uh, contagious it is and how fast it like spreads. You know, so to me that like, it's crazy when we're out, you know, like at the grocery store or you see people, you know, like just, you know, it looks, it looks back to normal to me in many places. And I think that, you know, if you're back in your own routine, just remember, wash your hands, don't touch your face. (laughs) All right. Don't touch your nose and touch your eyes. (laughs) Don't touch your eyes. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. I'm just kidding, but you know, and it's easy. I, I to just well, it's not easy, right? But you have to remember, like your mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face when you're out. Like just kind of being mindful of this stuff. Does like whether or not it's going to affect me, you know, in um, an extreme way. Like I don't, I don't want to be the person to you know like spread it to somebody that's going to have a harder time. So that's what, like, if I'm ever out, that's what I always think about. I'm like, wash your hands, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. And sometimes that's more stressful than, like, anything. So I just opt to, like, how about I just stay home? <laughs> no gracias. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, thanks. Um, but let me let me get into some of these questions before I, <laughs> I float straight too far away. All right. So uh, this first one says... Uh, everyone is back to being a first year teacher, regardless of how many years of experience, um, we have to work even harder, but we're being viewed as we're not doing anything back in March. Oh, when back in March, we were all heroes Mm -hmm. and we like slightly touched on that, right. Where it was like, from an educator standpoint, you know, all the praise and and it's kind of like, you know, parents and, and uh, caretakers and, you know, other people who were sitting with a student, maybe not realizing like, dang, this is a lot, you know, that we have to do in a day. And right now, you know, they're probably going through some of the same frustrations like a teacher would go through like, man, this, you know, my, my child really isn't listening anymore. But again, you know, like, yes, you guys repeat it over and over. It's just really like being intentional about giving yourself that grace, giving your teach your children's teachers that grace, because these, these people really are. And, you know, I can't speak for anywhere else, but I really see how much effort and time like these, these individuals are putting in to try to make sure that even if they cannot physically be with your children, they're going to try to do their best to be there in every way that they can, you know, like just as a resource overall. So, you know, and to all my teacher friends out there, like, you know, virtual hug, girl, you got this, boy, you got this, you know, you guys are all, um, you're all doing, you're all doing great, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, the other thing to remember that um, a lot of our teachers, um, some sometimes they tend to be a little bit older, and they are not as used to being around technology. Um, I mean, I think of, for example, like, I mean, I know my dad's not a teacher, but like I think about like me having to teach my dad certain things on his phone, right? So, and you know, like sometimes when you're older, it's a little bit harder to like really try to grasp the concept in, in regards to technology. So also being mindful that, you know, a lot of our teachers are really just trying to navigate um, how to use technology to their advantage so they can connect with, te- with their families and their students. So 
it might be a slow start. It might be a frustrating start, but also giving them a little bit grace around that. Because like I told you, I'm like not that much older and I struggled with Zoom today and I'm like used to using Zoom. Uh, it just like I had a big brain fart <laughs> and all of a sudden I forgot about it. So also being mindful of that. We got this. You got this. Um, this next one says, be patient with children. They are smart and are listening. And I like that one because I feel like that one speaks to all of us, right? Children included. <laughs> you know, they 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 don't understand, you know, what it is that they're feeling a lot of the times. And even like with the teenagers that we work with, I tell them all the time, I'm like, I, I tap my head, right? Like the, my forehead and I just remind them, I'm like, this isn't all the way developed. You'll, you know, one day, one day, maybe it won't make sense completely, but you'll understand that, damn, I really wasn't thinking back then. Prefrontal <laughs> cortex is not fully yes. developed yet. <laughs> yes. It's like, and I don't, and I definitely don't frame it as like, use this as your excuse, but I'm like, you know, sometimes we're going to do things that, you know, we're going to do things or feel things that we don't understand, you know, and just having them take a breather. I always think of Miss Jessica and our girl Priscilla's like mindful moments <laughs> and just, you know, cause I tend to spin like that too. And, and they are, I think that they are their own biggest advocates, whether they realize it or not. A, a child is, I've seen children as young as like, you know, whatever, two, three or four at any age, they communicate to you the way they can when they need something. And, um, it is a definitely important to listen to them and, and, Maybe even, I don't know, this is just me thinking personally, but I'm like, maybe even in trying to listen to them, you're li you, you and your inner child have a talk, you know, be like, what, what would little Sandra, you know, like in this situation think or do, or like, you know, kind of giving, giving mirror that, that compassion right. uh, or and model that compassion so that they can, you know, be kind to themselves too. And that's a great point. Um, and, and along with that too, like if you're feeling frustrated, I mean, it's okay to like model like what frustration looks like, right? Because you want your kids to learn about all these feelings. But the one thing what I would say, like really be careful, like if you're feeling frustrated towards a teacher or an admin or like whoever you're feeling frustrated towards, like try to have a conversation with yourself or with someone else, like somewhere else. Because if you're, for example, like frustrated at a teacher and you're like, oh, this teacher sucks, like they don't know how to teach, they don't know what they're doing, right? And your kid may be glistening right next to you, then they will bring that like thing because they're thinking like, okay, my mom, my dad thinks that my teacher is not the best teacher and so I'm not going to learn why am I doing here. So they're going to bring that way of thinking into their own setting and that might prevent them from like really truly learning. I mean, it's again, you're more than welcome to feel frustrated because we're human and we're going to show frustration. We're going to be angry, but try to do that in a space where you're not in front of your kids because kids pick up on a lot of those things and it really helps them like develop like a way of thinking in regards to that person. So just a, a reminder, a kind reminder around that. Our old boss used to always say, this is a gentle and kind reminder when he wanted to very nicely be like, I already told you. <laughs> Do you remember? That's kind of funny. Okay. Um, this next one, I, and this one, because I asked for feedback from, you know, if you yourself were going to be a student, and I think I said this at the beginning, but so this, this one is from like the standpoint of a student, which thank you 
to you who submitted this one because I forget sometimes that I'm still a student too. <laughs> um, it says, take it one day at a time, stay organized and keep yourself on a schedule. And it goes back to that like routine that you were talking about for sure. Um, I, I'm trying not to do it like the hard way, the hard being hard on myself, but that was, that's probably the hardest thing for me is like the schedule. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do it later. I'll just do it later. Cause I'm here, but there's no way I can avoid it, you know, cause I'm here. <laughs> so I, I really like that one too. Cause I feel like it's going to push me to not, even if I don't get a physical planner, like maybe do use it on my phone and, um, maybe I'll take tips from the children this semester or at our, you know, at our school and be like, so how are you guys keeping track of your assignments? And then have my like own notepad on the side. <laughs> Cause sometimes they are such good teachers themselves. Oh, this next one's pretty funny. Um, a teacher actually submitted this one. So it, it, you know, you know, you know, you're getting some like real expert um, advice. It says parents, remember the kids are on camera and we can all see what, is going on in the background were you the one that was telling me that you were in a meeting and that the parent in the background <laughs> was yelling like in espanol like un montón de malas palabras and then like you guys were like i can't hear you <laughs> i it might have been me but i had something similar happen in like an iep meeting and i was like oh and today it happened actually one of the um i'm like i hope he never listens to this but somebody's wife like he he was moving from one place like from outside to inside and as he was going inside his wife was walking out in like a towel and everybody's just like uh, <laughs> oops and then, and then he like blacked it out he's like sorry everyone <laughs> did you see that like, um, it was like a little instagram thing that was going around the i think i don't know if he was a teacher but he was with two, two younger kids that look like maybe students and the kid came in and was like, Esa la comida. And then he's like, Ahorita voy. And he's like, Esa no restaurante, okay? Esa no restaurante. Did you not see that one? It's like going on Facebook. Oh. But it was hilarious because I was like, Yeah, that, I feel like that would definitely happen a lot. For oh kids. my goodness. <laughs> that one's funny. Yes, always that is pretty funny. Of what you have in the background, uh, kids too. Right. Because uh, sometimes things kind of tend to be sort of inappropriate or, and, and I think that's a big part of it, uh, the big piece of it. I mean, like, if you think about it, that's another inequity, right? Um, because in a lot of places, like kids may be sharing like a bedroom with a sibling or right. like sleeping in the living room. I mean, we don't know, like there's so many situations out there. Mm -hmm. Even trying to find a really quiet place to just be can be like really hard i mean like i think about like the that those little girls that were outside of mcdonald's trying to use a wi-fi right we don't know what their mm. situation was like but i mean there's just so many situations that kind of like really sort of play um, a role in all of this so it just kind of makes you think of all those things right it makes you realize like everybody's circumstances are different and it um it, somebody did ask that actually instead of like kind of giving advice or giving their thoughts or feelings they asked a question that was that it reminded me of that I think that became you know a big if people weren't paying attention to that before they definitely are now you know with the little girls um getting wi-fi outside of the Taco Bell like yeah there are people that are really in that situation you know and 
ideally, if, 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 if a school, you know, that is federally funded, isn't able to provide that, like, you, you kind of start to think deeper into how severely underfunded education really is. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that people are paying attention and not, you know, dig deep enough to not blame or po- point the finger at, like, well, everything aside from education, you know, should be allotted more funding anyway. Like, this doesn't matter. This is like a one-time thing. But you don't know how how deep this is going to affect or how long the ripple effects of what we're seeing right now is going to, are going to last. And right. I think, I don't know. I don't know if I'm repeating myself, if we did this before we recorded or not. I think I did talk about how, you know, I feel fortunate enough. And I was telling my cousin this the other day, like, you know, I, I really feel for those, you know, districts that really don't, have the the means to uh be able to provide that for for their students because i could just you know it's it's terrible and then we you know throw in other scenarios like what if now this student because of the pandemic their parents losing their job we do have kids you know in those situations where they have to now be the the provider and they're working during the day that they would usually have to be in the zoom class you know and so just having to work that into uh, the flexibility of the program and being like, Hey, if your student doesn't show up, as long as they communicate with you, like they'll still be able to participate, you know? So now you have an entire virtual classroom for, you know, it to be available for all the students. And, and that's just personally me. It's like, yes, the school should definitely be, you know, equipped to provide, for that and I hope that like after this going forward you know you do you know um give the teachers these uh what is it uh I'm trying to think these uh metaphorical weapons <laughs> their Chromebooks the hot spots because it, it it it's just seeing that really did I think it it struck a chord just because it's like back in the day when um internet was like new and then teachers started assigning like you have to research this and you couldn't always make it to the library but you didn't have internet at home just being so it took me back to being so stressed and being like how the hell am I gonna do this assignment you know I don't I don't know what to do I couldn't you know didn't drive parents where it's like they can't take me to the library and then you know on top of that your parents being like you can't go you know by yourself so it was just like trying to MacGyver your way <laughs> into some internet and you know them being really thankful to have it you know you just put so much into perspective and how many things that before this we didn't think about as being such a luxury you know as far as like being so having so much at your fingertips so um yeah that's a, that was a good one it, uh, for sure and I think this kind of like brings like a bigger issue right about the like why it's so important to vote and when we vote that we vote for things that are going to be helpful for our schools because I feel like every year like funding gets taken out of schools um I know like for us because of corona we lost like a huge piece of funding that was gonna uh, help fund uh, more um, programs in at the at all levels, actually, not just high school level. They were going to hire more social workers. So because we know that it was a huge need um, for just not only the emotional and mental health piece, but just to kind of support our families. And unfortunately, 
because of the pandemic, the, there was not a lot of hiring that happened. It's on hold right now, but hopefully next year uh, we'll be able to bring those positions in. But I mean, uh, just thinking about like what a difference it would have made if every school in our district had a social worker um, mm-hmm. or a school psych or even a nurse, right? Because we share a nurse with like 10 different schools. Yeah, we get like if we catch the nurse on the one day, you know, we're lucky. <laughs> right. So like, I mean, like what a difference would that make? And I mean, like even thinking about that is just like, wow, like the fact that we have to fight for those people to be in our building, like that's to me, that's like, why do we have to fight for that? It should be a given that we have social workers in every building, school psychologists in every building, nurses in every building, um, you know, like people that are really essential to kind of help and support our families. So. And I mentioned to you, right, that I spoke to Michael Madre before we uh, recorded and she and Yessi uh, do a similar job. Actually, I think they do the same job, but she was sharing that she's in a more rural district. So she (laughs) called me and she's like, man, I've just been thinking about you guys because, you know, I'm over here with my um, she goes, don't get me wrong. It's really hard. But, you know, my ratio, you know, student to provider student to teacher student to everything is like so much smaller and I can't even picture like how it is and I just remember being like girl it's a zoom life zoom 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 zooming away you know trying to figure it out because we can't get everybody in the building and she asked me like how many people are on our zooms I'm like oh like over 140 and she's like what (laughs) and I'm like yeah but that's just you know everybody needing to be able to be on the same page um And like you were saying, like, that was a total bummer. I didn't know until you told me that, you know, all of those grants and stuff were put on hold because of of COVID. And it was just like, damn, that is, those are, those are, it's, it's weird to call them resources because you're right. They're a, they're a necessity. And it's just like, just to let everybody know, you know, this is, this is actually what it's like, even when there's no pandemic, like these are things that everyone is like, just kind of fighting for. Um, I have one more. This last one is, she's also an educator. Shout out to you. You're going to know who you are when I read this. Um, It says, I think being kind and compassionate is going to be key that us as educators have to be explicit about, especially with now having um, added grading metrics. Um, I don't know, right? Like, I feel like I'm totally speaking just like, to our state and the way that it happened here. But, um, you know, back when everything first happened, the grades really were um, the last thing we were worrying about, right? It was like a on a pass, no pass, um, to where now teachers have to give a letter grade. And, and just having to, like, explain that to kids, like, I know that that's been a stressor for a lot of kids and teachers alike. For sure. And then like, I think on top of that, um, you like, for example, I'm thinking of our seniors, right? I think, oh man, I feel for those seniors because this was like my first class that I really started to work with um, when I first began um, work. So I've gone to, right. I think you and I started on the train together. Yeah. So I think I feel for a lot of those kids, uh, a lot of them are like struggling as it is anyway, because of different Mm -hmm. things. But um, just thinking about like, okay, you have to show up <laughs> as you and then show up to Zoom. And for some of those kiddos, like 
showing up in school was a struggle. <laughs> um, so like worrying about that and what that would be like. And now we're throwing again, like the academic piece, which I know that it's super important. Um, mm. But also I feel like we need to be addressing a lot of those needs um, and how do we support them? Like while we're not in school and we're doing all the work through zoom. So it's going to be like challenging, I think. Um, and even for those seniors who are like really high achieving, I think we were talking about earlier how, uh, you know, SATs, ACTs are no longer going to be available this year. Um, right. Can't take them online. Um, I mean, last year, I know like in this, in the spring, like they tried to take the AP exams, but then there was a national scandal that kids were cheating on the AP tests. So I don't know if that's going to be something that's going to be available for them this year. Uh, but I know for sure for a lot of schools, they ban or not ban, but they decided to take that out of their admissions process or even like waive that requirement mm-hmm. because it is hard, right? It is going to be hard for a lot of people to, to like go in and taking a test, right? Like the SAT or the ACT. And like, I think I was telling you, um, and I think I've told you guys before that my news, the way I get them is through like the, the um yeah app on um, snapchat what is, what is it called stay tuned stay tuned thank you <laughs> thank said, you, man. um stay tuned and they were talking about like house of parents in california because they're not uh they're not administering the sats or acts parents are driving all the way to idaho and utah where apparently they are administering those and taking their kids so they can go for a day and take the act or mm-hmm. ACT. So they can get like a greater chance to be admitted into universities. Um, so again, um, we're talking about like a lot, right? Because I mean, there's just so much that goes with it. Um, but also like reminding yourself, um, you know, if you're a parent of a senior or even a junior and you're like, I really want my kid to take that. Like maybe like do your research into the school and see mm-hmm. if like the school really is looking for, for them to do it. Because if they're not, I would definitely say like, why put your kid to another stressor if they're already kind of like already coping and dealing with those things are already coming up for them for not being able to be within the school. And those tests, like remember, like not to, you know, be a shady character, but they totally only further marginalize, you know, um, or the other, you know, they marginalize in other, other students, you know? And so just keeping that in mind and, and, and thinking like to me when I saw that, cause it was like kids getting on planes to take like ACT and SAT. And it, all I could think of was the privilege, you know, like it just, it, again, like if we're talking perspective, like why, you know, like it, it's, it's, it was hard. It was a hard read, but you know, we needed to know and needed to be like informed on how that was going to work. Cause yeah, we do, you know, there, there are people at our school that coordinate those mm-hmm. that like, that's like their job, you know? And so I'm sure that piece is now like, well, what are, what are we doing? Like, what are we going to do if it is or if it isn't waived? I haven't checked like for us, what that's going to be like, but I'm sure in the next few weeks, we'll be hearing a lot more mm-hmm. um, in regards to those tests. Well, and again, I know I keep talking about inequities, but I'm like, <laughs> but it's hey, like, they're there. <laughs> I mean, like, I think about, like, how, like, stressed I was when I, I took, like, my ACT or my ACT, and I didn't do very well anyway in those tests, mm-hmm. but then I, I, I feel like it really kind of, like, made me think that that was my worth, that, like, oh, if I don't pass, like, with the high number, that means I'm not smart, but I feel like that's not even true, right? I think mm-hmm. in those tests, I'm just, like, I have my feelings about them, 
but part of it is that they're not really designed for our communities, right? Um, they're like, you know, designed for communities that are not like, like the new term BIPOC, like uh, Black, Indigenous, people of color. So they're not really designed for that. So I feel like we really fell out of our students because that's like the standard. Um, who knows who set that standard? <laughs> but yeah, I have my feelings about that. But anyway, but the moral of the story <laughs> is that if your kid doesn't have to take it and it's not a requirement for college, I mean, maybe like try to focus on different areas that your kid may need more support in um, to be able to have a successful like senior year. And also like for freshmen, right? Like freshmen, like what a year to start <laughs> your high school career for anyone really starting like kindergarten or like even like oh. sixth grade or transitioning from eighth grade to ninth grade. I mean, in just in general, I think it's right like a really difficult year for a lot of students, a lot of teachers, a lot of parents. Um, so kind of like what, you know, the advice that was given by, by educators, parents, it's just like really be kind to yourself. Uh, don't be hard on yourself. I think, you know, we are all in this together. Um, and, you know, we are going to continue to learn. We're not perfect. And, you know, like there's going to be things that, you know, we may not be the greatest at, I can tell you I'm not good with math. So if kids come and ask me for help for math, I would not be able to help them, right? But oh, yeah. we can direct them to the right person. You know, like I'm willing to jump into YouTube <laughs> and learn how to do some math. Khan Academy. Something. <laughs> you know, Google, Google the math problem. <laughs> right. But just know that there's like people out there that really are thinking about all these things and how to support you, how to support your student. Um, and, you know, that there are so many resources out there, too, um, where you can ask for help and support. And also because I know that this really does impact a lot of your emotional and mental health. And right. I think um, so I was telling Sandra that a couple of weeks ago, I did a, a presentation for uh, college students or like students are going to be transitioning into their freshman year in college. And, um, you know, we talked about how your mental health is, or your, or your college experience really can impact your mental health, especially, um, and this was more geared towards the Latino community or the Latinx community. Um, but it might apply in some areas to some of those things we talked about, like depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation. And once you hit college, those kind of like tend to go up a little bit more even when you're in high school like just like the suicidal ideation tends to increase a lot more um mm -hmm. you know like there's um your anxiety and depression tends to be increased a lot more because you're in a new setting and I think about about this a lot for I mean just the pandemic in general um and just like our online learning and I think it does really tend to impact a lot of our communities because it's mm -hmm. something that's pretty new um I think you know from some of the my friends who are parents and that have posted things in the past um, on Instagram or Facebook, it's a lot of like the frustration of like, I feel like I'm failing as a parent, right? And mm -hmm. I, I you're putting that on yourself, that's really heavy, right? And that can really impact the way that you feel emotionally. It might increase your uh, depression symptoms or it might send you into like, you know, the whole spiraling thing of like the anxiety. So like also learning that, you know, if you are experiencing those things that it's okay to reach out for help and support. Right. And I think, uh, you know, like when, when like, again, and I specifically like 
know a lot more about the Latino culture or Latinx culture <laughs> um, and just like in general how mental health is being seen in, within our communities. But definitely really encouraging you to reach out for help and support and that it's not shameful to feel a certain way that it's totally normal to feel that way. I feel like everybody at some point during the pandemic has been really impacted by it. Um, I think we've all hit like, you know, like our lows and our highs and mm-hmm. there's no in between right now. So kind of right. like just really learning to take care of yourself, listen to your body. Cause a lot of um, the things that I talked about in the presentation is that in our communities, because sometimes we tend to not talk about those things, we tend to have the symptoms a lot more physically. So they tend to show mm-hmm. up as like, as like a headache or a stomach ache or gastritis. Yeah, yeah. See, or like, um, come IBS. So, like, when you have to go potty a lot because you know you're so anxious that your tummy can't really handle it, and it just feels like, you know, like how to say, tengo mi estómago en noodles, or like you just feel like, like almost like the butterfly sort of like affecting your tummy. It's not because you're in love; it's because you're like stressed or anxious. Very stressed. <laughs> that has happened on first dates. I've had my share of that, <laughs> <laughs> but. Just like re- like learning to read those things, right? Because mm-hmm. this is like, you know, like there's, uh, we're like, we're, we're not really sure what's happening. Why am I feeling this way? And kind of like really like listening to yourself and it's like, hey, I noticed like in the last couple of months, I felt this way, right? Like what, I wonder what it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, whether you reach out to your doctor and then go check in with them and kind of like see what's going on. Because again, it could also be a physical thing. Maybe you are really, truly, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with it physically, um, but maybe not. Um, and then just kind of like really learning to listen to yourself. Because um, again, I think this pandemic just brought like the best slash worst of us. <laughs> or not worst. It just brought like a lot of things or, or really highlighted a lot of things for yeah. us that maybe we hadn't really dealt with in the past. Um, sorry, I feel oh, like... Oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't. You made total and complete sense. I, I I felt that, yeah. But I did miss two. Two that we were going to say, like, were kind oh, yeah, of boring. Um, one of them was uh, worrying about kids who relied on school lunches um, and just everything at home, you know, not being... A hundred percent, which we touched on very slightly, but this, this is just such a complex, like there's so many moving parts to what's happening with education, because like we said, it really touches everything, you know, and I know that education aside, even people who don't have kids in school, you know, the domestic abuse, like just not people being in bad situations for a prolonged like period of time. And if we get into like the meals, thankfully, like if you if you are in need and you are in our area and you know us, like please call, please text. Like I would offer myself to like, you know, go and either pick up, you know, something and drop it off. But, you know, the district for those families, they're still providing food every day. Mm-hmm. every day for you know kids who need it and they're able to like cur- almost curbside pickup style mm-hmm. you know they go show up walk up and get their food and they're there these babies are being fed you know and even if um it does take a village you know so I understand you know just you know even if you have like one person you can count on like reach out I feel like in our cultura and just like you know and 
BIPOC communities, you don't, we are a village and we're not, we are prideful, but then we're also very like, you know, uh, What's crazy is actually, um, and I'll send this to you after, but the New York Times wrote an article about my town that I live in and um, it highlighted that, you know, the way the community, though we are super hard hit, we're going to show up for each other. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to know we're we're here for you, you know, just a community care piece. Right. I Mm -hmm. think, and that's one of the beauties I think um, in the, in our community that you're right when we are struggling um you may voice it maybe to like your comadre or to your friend Mm -hmm. or whatever but somehow like your people end up showing up and like oh i heard that you're needing this right i mean like like i think of my parents right like uh, Mm -hmm. one of her comadres like got sick and then my she heard about it through work because they work together and like she was like all of a sudden I show up home and she's like, it says, you know, I'm like nothing. And she's like, can you take me to my comadres? I'm like, okay. Cause you know, <laughs> I'm like, always like, all right, let's just me just chill for a little while. But she's like, can you just take me out? I'm like, yeah. So like, we're like carrying like this bags of like just groceries. So I'm like, where are we going? Right. And she's like, oh, it's just like, you know, my comadre got sick and you know, I want to take her something. So she doesn't have to worry about cooking for the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it was, it wasn't something that they asked her to do. She just like took it upon herself and sure enough, like coworkers were dropping off stuff for her. Cause you know, like that's the way that they just take care of, of, of their communities. Um, right. So the whole community's care piece. So yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, if you're struggling or something is happening and you're like, Hey, I need help or support and I don't know what to do in my area um you can contact us and like mm-hmm. i'm always i love researching and doing all those kinds of things or if you hear families that you're like i think they might be struggling i mean we can like definitely mm-hmm. uh, try to send resources or um you know like if you're in oregon 211 is um it's, yeah it's 211 information it's a great resource uh that you could use um a street roots also has like a little booklet and then now they're doing it online because um, before it was a little booklet that you, it had like community resources. So there's uh, those um, SEI, um, so, which is like Self Enhancement Inc., uh, provides um, like food boxes for bike box uh, families. Um, so they also like help with rent assistance. Um, I know like I, I think there's like um, a couple of agencies, but I can't think in the top of my head, but I know that there is like a lot of agencies out there um, that can also help and support. And, you know, like, this is why I'm telling you, it's so important to have social workers in schools. Yeah. Definitely, I think uh, we are very resourceful and uh, we can, like, call around and help and support in whatever way we can. But, um, but yeah, so just want to throw that out there. We'll try to put as much as information that we have, too, in the description box for this episode so that you have that at your fingertips and then maybe like make a little post or something promise guys like I'm gonna try to get better at posting on there I forget you know when you have like your own account and then we have this one but um we'll probably make a little post and then either link the episode or just put the post at the Instagram pages in the post Mm -hmm. so yeah just so y'all know yeah we have there's so many things (laughs) I know what is like your one thing that you would that you would suggest or like your I don't know I don't even know if it's like advice your thought your thing um be patient um I think 
in taking one day at a time. I know that I always say this. I feel like in every podcast, I'm like, take it one day at a time. I feel like my friends and family are probably like, you're already telling me this. <laughs> it's true. It's right? true. Sometimes we tend to, um, especially if we're feeling like really anxious, our mind tends to like really just wander off. We already are on to like the next thing and the next thing after that and the next thing after that. So our mind just like, you know, gets, you know, like I think of what in, um, what's a little animal in the Looney Tunes that like always running? Um, a roadrunner. Yeah, I wrote it. Thank you. I, I can only think about it in Spanish, the Corre Caminos. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> so the rope runner, think about it like that. Like, I mean, sometimes when we are feeling anxious and we're in that state, our mind just kind of like goes, right? It just like takes off. And sometimes to like try to bring ourselves back or ground ourselves can be like really difficult. So like really just reminding yourself like, or kind of like do the affirmation piece, like, hey, even though like today may feel like there's so much to do, I will focus on three tasks, right? Uh, or I guess that's not an affirmation, just setting an intention for the day. Um, and then just like if, if you can accomplish like one out of those tasks out of the three, perfect. And if you can accomplish those three, great. But, you know, like setting like small goals that seem attainable and that feel like you can actually uh, do. Because sometimes we tend to like set like really high goals for our week or for our day. And if we don't accomplish those, we become like really hard on ourselves. So like try to set an intention for the day. Um, like I said, set up a routine. Um, and that could be like anywhere from like, I'm going to, for example, if I start at work at 830, I'm going to get up like at 7 or 730. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to get ready for the day. I'm going to put my clothes that I normally would wear when I go to work. Because I've noticed that sometimes when I'm like lounging around in like my PJs or whatever, then I feel lazy and I don't feel like I like, I don't feel like I can get going. But I noticed that, for example, if like I like, and I haven't straightened my hair like, so far, but I noticed that when I do like at least brush my hair, brush my teeth, put makeup on and put like at, at least my work shirt, even if it's like different like underpants, but like just my work I shirt. Did. <laughs> Right. It just makes me feel like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm present and I'm ready to work. Right. And then like, you know, making sure that you have your schedule and taking those breaks when you need them. Um, make sure that again, like if you had your routine at work where you would take lunch at a certain time, try to take it at the same time. So like, if you are more consistent with that routine, it would be so much more helpful. And like even really designating an area where you just want to sit and work. So like for me, like I like just got a desk, a standing desk, which has been so nice. Um, and then sometimes I work on my standing desk, sometimes I'll be here in my living room, but it's just between those two places. Uh, but I'm going to be more intentional about like if I'm going to be in my in my room, in my desk, I'm just going to be there for the rest of the day. And then making sure that I'm just like setting my space that makes sense to me where I can find my pens, I can find my notepad, I can find all those things and really just setting that time. And then again, like just taking the small breaks that you need, whether that is like, oh, like, you know, like the weather has been so nice and hot, kind of like what we talked about earlier. So go out for a walk, even if you're like, I'm going to go for like a 10 minute walk or I'm going to go walk around the block or there's a coffee shop down the street. I'm just going to go down the street and grab some coffee. Um, you know, like maybe there's a little incentive for you. Like coffee is like, ooh, like I know that at noon I'm going to go get my iced coffee. And then you just like go and take your coffee break. But like part of it is just, oh, I did write my things that I want to say. So like be kind to yourself, give yourself some grace, set your intention for the day, 
set some boundaries. That's a really hard one, I think, um, especially yeah. when it comes to your coworkers or like your your like for example roommates. I don't have a roommate right now, but when I had roommates, I probably wanted to set some boundaries. Um, or like um, or even like when I work at home, like um, with my like when I go visit my parents and I'm working for home, I have set boundaries. So I'm like, don't come and talk to me this time, or like I'm gonna be busy from this time to this time, or whatever. Um, maybe when it comes to your kids you're like hey I'm gonna be working in my office or in my bedroom and you guys be working in your in your rooms and I'll come and check in with you guys in an hour um and then just keep yourself in a schedule so those are things I wrote down in my little note card that I have right here (laughs) oh cute you're way more prepared than I am I'm over here like what was I gonna say what's your 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 advice or your takeaway or things that you want to um you actually touched on so many of mine because especially especially if if you know me personally you know this is true my mom the other day because I've been here for so long working here so long that like you know it you kind of fall off and she's like you know what you need to at least if you're not gonna put on like any foundation do a little eyebrow do a little like shadow and mascara and I just like looked at her because I'm like okay and she's like because I noticed, she's like, when you don't touch anything, your hair, your face, you you be looking a little depressed. She's like, you you look you look like you're sad and you don't want to do anything. And I'm like, you're right. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. That is true. Because I always I always always do the part where I like wake up, brush my teeth, do my skincare, but then I won't. I'm like, I'm not trying to put on eyebrows do my you know full face routine because there's no like in between with me. I will always do a full face of makeup if I start <laughs> if I start I can't stop and so you know and I started doing that especially now that I like have to go in here and there um and it's been nice so I'm definitely going to keep that so if you have if you feel like that's a personal struggle for you and you haven't like tried it I promise you like it is worth getting to me you know I miss out on that time where I would get up at the crack of dawn just to like do my makeup and do my hair so that I, I would say definitely do that. And the routine is so important. Like I could, I probably couldn't stress that enough just because you, I feel like you lose a lot of your day when you're not in that routine either, because you're just kind of like mindlessly, like you just, you just waste a lot of time outside of a routine. So I would say that. And like, like Jessica said, but I'll say it in a different way, one foot in front of the other, you know, like just take it that way because we're all low-key freaking out, mm-hmm. all of us, every single one of us. In any profession, in any task that you're doing, everybody is low-key freaking out. As cool, calm, and collected as they look, low-key freaking out. And you're just going <laughs> to look at people now at the little grocery store, point at them, well, in your head, because my mom told me never to point, <laughs> low-key freaking out. Everybody, all of us, every single one of us. I don't care what you say, we are all low-key freaking out. Mm-hmm. again you know all in this together <laughs> i completely agree um but before we leave because we always do our three things do you have three things that you want to share or like whatever definitely not definitely have. not that i thought of like off the top of my head it made me excited when you said that right now but i haven't <laughs> like thought of any um well since i've been redoing my room my new closet like that's been fun to kind of try to put together but also stressful because i am not a fan of like having to organize it I love when things are organized but if I had the money I would totally hire a professional like organizer 
um, to make it look all nice and pretty. Um, but it's been fun, you know, to be part of that process. I get to go to the store and pick things out, shop in, in this weird time. I'm going to actually, for real, this time, link the... It's kind of spendy, you know? It's one of those, like, it's worth it, but only if you're able to splurge. The uh, mango seed body scrub from that brand that I said, uh, Sanera. I am on my... I'm debating because it is a little spendy, but I might buy my third jar um, here in the next few days because it's just so good. Like, your body just feels like once you exfoliate, you literally come out and I have that routine where I have to like literally lotion my entire being <laughs> after I come out of the shower. But with that, it, I just put on a little bit of my body oil, but I feel so like luxurious <laughs> after that. After a spa day. Yeah, like a spa day. And so that's one. And the other thing would probably be I bought a new robe. I like I needed another one, but I bought a new like lightweight robe and I really, I like it. It's, it's colorful. It has flowers. And again, you know, after I do my scrub and I come out in my new robe, I feel luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's your self-care, right? Yes. Um, what well, about you? I'm trying to think. Um, I know I just asked the question, but now I'm like, oh, gosh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix, which I probably should not be watching as much. But, or I guess not anymore because now that school started, I feel like it's been kind of hard to like, you know, catch up with Netflix. Um, a show that I watched, it wasn't like the most uplifting show. <laughs> so I got to warn you, it's like mm-hmm. that show. Um, it's like the documentary, The Immigration Nation. Um, and that was like really hard one, I think, to watch. Um, I mean, I feel like I normally don't cry on a lot of shows and I'm just like really okay with that. But like, I feel like in every episode and it was like six episodes and, um, you know, like if, if you really want to learn more about how, um, that system works, um, I think is really eye opening, um, in so many different ways. And it brought up a lot of emotions, a lot of anger, a lot of sadness, a lot of frustrations and like, it really puts into perspective why it's so important to vote and vote the right people in into office. Um, and like, it really, like you feel a lot for the families that are kind of going through those bigger systems as well. Um, so definitely, I would say I recommend it, but definitely if you watch it, then watch something happy <laughs> after. Right after. Um, I like sat, like, I think I watched it within like two days, two or three days, because I just couldn't handle watching it like all straight. Because I was like, every episode, I was just like in tears because I was just like so overwhelmed by everything. Um, but again, pretty eye opening. Um, I think you had mentioned an, um, an item like a while back that I decided to try is like the little like microfiber like thing to kind of like clean your face oh uh, yeah yeah off. so I found like this one at, uh, at Costco um and uh it's been life-changing <laughs> I was like first like hesitant because I was like this thing is not gonna take my makeup off and I mean it's not like I wear a lot of makeup anyway but yeah. like literally just like you know like just went it one right on like whoa like oh cool like my eyebrows gone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so that was been good. And like another product, I don't know if I have products. I guess I've been also like listening to my audiobooks. So I finished uh, The Deepest Well because I know you had talked about it like a long time ago. 
and um and that's totally a really good book um you know I don't really read a lot but I do audiobooks because I feel like my attention span is a little bit better when it comes to audiobooks and that was a really good one um it really kind of like I learned I mean I had learned a little bit about aces in, in uh, grad school and even in college but like I, I really understood like why um, ACES is implemented and how they're implementing it in like clinics all over the world and how that really kind of kind of um, helps identify clients or um, you know like people who may be needing a little bit more help or support uh, because they're at higher risk for like diseases or um, just depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, all of those things. So that was kind of cool. So yeah, so my three things. Yay! I have one more since you said on audiobooks. If if y'all are into audiobooks, I'm like almost done. I think I'm on the second to last chapter, but it's the conscious uncoupling, and I got it from. Um, I follow uh, Shannon Boudram. She's like a I don't, a sexpert, <laughs> but she's um, she's really cool. She has a lot of really informative, you know. Um, about just even just relationships in general. She wrote a book on like dating and relationships and I've listened to that one too. Um, And I bought it because, well, you know, you want to support everyone and I just love having books. Um, So I can go back and like highlight or write and then just be like, oh yeah, that passage was helpful because of A, B, and C. But unconscious coupling, I feel like helps. And I've been recommending to recommending it to anybody that's like been asking me because it's not even just it's I call it like a breakup book because it kind of is on breakups but it almost it like helps you kind of manage your feelings and the way you like go about your relationships with people just in general and it's been really interesting and the last time that I posted it to my Instagram I was like kind of laughing because in the chapter she like really briefly she just meant mentions it but she mentions an entanglement and get it (laughs) that internet was like going wild over it for a little bit and now that feels like it happened a million years ago but but you know I I think y'all will enjoy it because there are a lot of those moments where you like it'll probably take you back to some heartache not gonna lie but it, it like I don't know. It's just like, you're like, oh, no wonder. It, it helps let go. It helps you let go of a lot of things you didn't realize you were like holding on to. Um, in friendships, relationships, all the ships, every ship, it just sails away. <laughs> it will help you ship that one away. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be a good one. That we for a book club and then just, you know, talk about all these books. <laughs> no, I would be down for it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah well it sounds like we we did a lot i mean the i know last chatted and saw each other and um you know again thank you guys for being so patient with us and for supporting us and we hope that you enjoyed this episode and again if you have like any feedback or questions you can email us at amigas wellness at gmail.com did i get that right you did. And the four is number four. So um, you guys, number four, wellness at gmail.com. So thank you. Have a good night, afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening to us. For us, it's night right now. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll see y'all. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you very soon, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.